You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome, Sid Welcome. Talk. Welcome. What was the. Let's before? get this show on the road. I know you're in a rush. What was the. I, um, I'm not in a rush. It's we, just late. It's not very late. Oh my god, stop arguing with me. It is you're not the one that has to make supper after an hour and a half of this and then get it ready. You could go do it now if you want. I don't want to do it now. We're doing this. (laughs) But you seem to be like, whatever, you don't care ever. And I'm like, let's move it along. Okay, we'll move it along. So it is Saturday, March the 5th. It isn't actually. We're a bit early this week. But it will be tomorrow. After the show, number 417, the movie we're looking at this week is Creed. It's a 2015 movie released on Blu-ray on the 1st of March. So you can pick this up now. It came out this week. Uh, Before the after the show was discussing about colleges and the differences between English, British colleges and American. Come on, hurry this up. I am. It's from our friends at Warner Brothers and um, the movie is Creed. Give us the synopsis of the movie Creed. You do it. And it's not a religious movie. I want to hear your It's a religious movie about the Creed. (laughs) No, it's um, the 7th, 7th, 7th. It's hard to say seventh. Just try and say it. Seventh. The seventh installment in the Rocky franchise. Is it though? I think so. I think it's the first in the in the series of Creed. Franchise. You could also say it is the first in the Creed and the seventh Rocky film because Rocky is in this film. So um, it is the story of Apollo Creed from the Rocky movies, son, and his start to become a boxer, and Rocky mentoring him. That's the synopsis. So, Sita, what did you think of Creed? I really enjoyed it. That was really uh, high quality. Let's start with this, though, first. What is your history with the Rocky movies? I've have you seen, seen them, like, about 30 times each, like I have? No. Have you seen all of them? No. What did you see and what did you like? I've seen Rocky. At the time. And, Ro- yeah. Probably on HBO. Or something later. I don't know if I saw it in the theater. Rocky 2, yeah, but I've, uh, I don't remember it. That I do remember it, because that's the Dolph Lundgren, right? That's a, no, that's number four. Dolph oh, Lundgren. well, that one I saw in the theater. Yeah. Two. Apollo Creed, a bit. Three, mainly Apollo Creed. But three was Mr. T, so I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, three was So I don't remember T. two. That's how I remember them. So, no, I haven't watched them multiple times. Five. The one with his son? No. Kind of a uh, dweeb? I might have watched a little bit of it, but I thought it was kind of boring, maybe. Yeah, his son was kind of a pansy. If I don't remember it at all, that means it was kind of boring. And then six was Rocky Balboa, which where they were trying to, like, redo the... It's kind of like this, but without any Creed character. Mm. It was Rocky, kind of down and out a little bit, you know. Fighting? There was a bit of fighting. He fought? Yeah. Oh, right. Wasn't necessarily... Um, God, it's really... It wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't him fighting. He took on a dude who yeah. was not, not his son. He tried to make his son a fighter. And his son was crap and didn't want to fight. And it was in the, fi- in the fifth one. Then the sixth one, he took on this dude who was like a bit of a troubled dude and tried and trained him up. It wasn't like this guy. I mean, they're all pretty much yeah. similar type of... Uh, We've, we know the formula. Down and out, underdog, fights against the big bad guy. The Big Bad Wolf, which is usually the inner Big Bad Wolf. I saw these movies so many times growing up. I remember going to the cinema to see several of them. 
Um, I remember they've got that thing about them, haven't they? That movie. I'm not a boxing fan by any means, but I like boxing movies. I actually like boxing video games too, but I'm not a fan of boxing. I don't go out of my way to watch a fight. Ever. Do you? No, but I think... Uh, have you ever? I think I appreciate boxing over a lot of other sports. I mean, it's pretty dumb. Only because it... I don't think it is at all. I think that it's the most basic way for two individuals to physically, obviously, to physically challenge each other. Now, I think that we have it in us to be to be violent and to fight. It's part of survival in the universe. It is the way it is. We haven't always had this cushy life of you and I sitting on our asses here in this chair in a house that's protected and no predators are coming to kill us or anything. So we're not on guard. We're not ready to fight to the death. But that's how most of nature works. I think it's in us. So I appreciate, while I don't appreciate the money and the politics side of the sport as an industry, I appreciate that someone might, in their mind... And inside of themselves think, there is nothing else I can do in this life. I can't sit at a desk. I can't be a doctor. I'm not very smart or whatever they think about themselves. I've got something inside of me and this is it. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm willing to sacrifice my hours of my life to do. And if I'm willing to stand in the thing as an adult in a ring and have somebody else punch me in the face and get paid for it, or for my own, whatever I need, whyever I'm doing it, then I think that's that's a higher sport to me than dribbling a ball around and throwing it in a hoop or kicking a ball around on a field. Or I mean, those are all you know highly athletic and driven, and it takes a lot of de- determination. But knowing that somebody's going to punch you in the face, you know, in football or soccer, our football or your football, you don't know you're going to get injured. No, it's just a possibility. But in boxing, so you would there is only one option. MMA as well, then, because no. that that is actually no, not necessarily because that's more sensationalized. No, well, it's still a it's it's more of a fight than this is. I like, know it's more sensationalized. It's more going to the basic, less. I don't know. There's something about boxing that's controlled and savage at the same time, whereas anything like Ultimate Fighting or mixed art martial arts, it's all more for the spectacle of it. Whereas boxing is pretty basic. You are literally just punching. There but it's is still no for the tricks. spectacle of it. No. Yeah, but there's I mean, no spectacle to it. It's just a big business, isn't it? Right, but the thing itself is not a spectacle. It is literally two men punching each other. There's you nothing know, fancy. You know, the There'll thing, never be an invention of a new boxing move or trick that can happen. The thing with me with boxing, though, is because I grew up watching the Rocky movies and the boxing is so over the top and exciting... Whenever I watched a normal <laughs> yeah. boxing match, it was boring to uh-huh. me. It was nowhere near that. They aren't like that. Yeah. No. Like the boxing in Creed that we just watched, which is the movie we're talking about. The, f- the fight at the end, it is a movie fight. It is made to be a maximum excitement. Mm-hmm. Like it's, let's, let's bring it down to the wire. Let's have a round where this guy's doing well and that guy's doing... I mean, I think that, work- that happens. It's like a choreography going on. And we watch Southpaw. There's uh, a lot less contact. But then again, the sport changes over time, so it may be more like that. But uh, yeah, well, well, it's not because like I've seen clips from boxing um, over the over time, like HBO pay per views, and what I got used to Rocky boxing, it's like su- boxing. it's like super hardcore. It looks really, it sounds amazing. There's music playing to get you even more amped up. When you watch boxing, it, it kind of looks like this to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm shadow boxing. It just looks like. And there's not a lot of... Okay, let's just paint a picture. 
my husband, you, are kind of a semi-nerdy type with your glasses and you're you're very thin because you run and you're not terribly muscular and you're English, you're British, so you're not... You got hey, the lot, bad guy. You got this, not a lot of color in your skin. The bad skin. guy in this movie is British. <laughs> so you standing here, tiny bit like flushing your hands into the air as a boxing move. Just paint the picture. So this is a reason why boxing. My That's how it looks like to me. Boring, like you know. So the actual real boxing, I would never want to really watch it. You know, I would. But it I'll, isn't boring. Well, to me, I'm saying like I find most sports boring, and I've always I think boxing movies ruined watching boxing. Because I did used to watch Barry McGuigan and people like that as I was growing up. Don't know who that is. Um, Prince Nazim. I watched all his fights. That's a boxer or a wrestler? No, boxer. Prince mm. Nazim. He was, he was like a really don't awesome... Don't say it like I know. I don't know any boxer. He was an awesome boxer in Britain. Like he was, the, he was the champion for quite some time. Right. So every time his fights came on TV, I was always rooting for him. But those, I, I was always kind of ruined. I was always like, the build-up to this is, is more exciting than the actual fight. The fight's just pretty much like business as usual to me. It's like, okay. Punch, punch, punch. Punch, punch, punch. 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 Often nobody actually gets knocked out. It's, it just ends with the, uh, let's tally up the scores. Who had the best rounds? You know. But in Rocky, it's maximum excitement. The, the, the fights are designed. I, I, you know what I think? When I was watching this fight, I was like, okay. I've seen six Rocky movies, and this is the seventh one. And I've seen Southpaw and other rocking, other boxing movies, Raging Bull, for example. Is there a way they can make this fight at the end of Creed different enough from any of the others? Because you kind of get the idea of what's going to happen, yep, don't exactly. you? exactly. Um, I'll tell you before you finish. I actually went into the final fight with that exact attitude. In fact, I was thinking... During this fight, I can think about other things. I can think about this little, my gardening stuff I want to think about later. Because I know how it's going to go down. One of them's going to win, one of them's going to lose. I'm I'm disinterested until it happens to see who that is. The interim part of the punching and the one guy goes down and one guy doesn't. And the looks they exchange and the grunts and the groan. And go into the corner with the bloody eye and the guy telling you to get up and kick shit out of him. All of that's going to happen. I don't care. So I'm just going to think about something else and let it play out until I start seeing how the fight's going to come to its fruition. And what happened was, about one minute in, I wasn't thinking about other things. I was actually watching because I was like, the choreography mixed with, I think, their dedication to make it look while it looks more spectacle than... Yeah, but... It's still telling the story of those two people. You know, it's still telling the story of the one... Both of them have a reason. Now, we understand by very little dialogue and very little interaction with the the guy he's fighting against that it's actually kind of down to his last chance as well. Even though you don't know the whole story, you know little bits of it. Pretty Ricky Conlon. Right. So what you're finding out is he's pretty cocky. He actually thinks he's got it all wrapped up. But he actually has a reason not to fail. A big reason for his career, for his family. He's kind of a troublemaker. We don't know the whole of it. But that plays out as they interact with each other differently. Like, not just the punches, not just the moves, but the attitude and everything. And I think that brought me back in. Because while it's not two people sitting down talking it out, everything told me their whole story together. So I got interested and I was with it until the end. And I was actually not interested. I didn't care 
who was going to come out on top. We won't spoil it. But I actually didn't mind either way because I felt like you're telling me the story of these people and either way it turns out, I feel like it fits both characters. So I was good with whatever was going to happen. Yeah, but... Yeah, definitely. But my thing was, like, I, I've seen so many movie boxing fights, they all kind of go the same. <laughs> Unless spoilers. Um, Are you going to spoil it? There's a fight. Well, there's a fight in Rocky Three, where <laughs> Apollo Creed gets killed in the ring. <laughs> now, that was a shocker for me, because I, I love Apollo... If you watch Rocky Two, you'll love Apollo Creed at the end, by the end of it, and... In Rocky Three, you're rooting for him, and then he gets punched in the face and dies, right? So that makes Ivan Drago... Not three, four. Yeah, three four. Is, four, three four, is sorry. Mr. T. If, yeah, yeah if, you, if you've watched Three, you'll love Apollo Creed, and then when you, by the time you watch Four and Apollo Creed dies in the ring, where you're like, okay, they, they, did, they did something that I would never think would happen in a boxing movie. And then, you know, it makes the bad guy even worse as a bad guy, doesn't it? You just want him to be... That was the idea. You want to hate Ivan Drago. But this one kind of takes it back to basics almost. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Rocky. I, I was watching it thinking, this this is really Rocky. It's like, you know what people were criticizing The Force Awakens, saying, oh, it's a bit too much like Star Wars. But it, it echoes back and it gives you all the, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like, this is Rocky. This is how Creed feels to me, which is a good thing, I think. It's taking inspiration from that very first movie. And the beginning of a journey of a fighter, and it throws in all the all the little breadcrumbs that Rocky people will be like, oh, you know, there's the bit where he runs down the street. There's the bit where he's there's a training montage. Obviously, sounds like that's what the writer director guy's plan was. Just I so, want to tell the same story. Yeah, because it's always the same story. Let's be honest. Rocky is a new hope. Right. It's the underdog guy. Who has to fight the big bad world and the big bad wolf of the world, which in one hand is Darth Vader and his struggles with his father issues. And for Rocky, it's his struggles with his poverty and wanting to do better in his life. And the big bad world is represented as a boxer. It's all the same story. Yeah, that, that's But if why you I tell it again in a way that makes now... A bit more up to date, obviously. Yeah. It touches on today, you know, it changes things. Like I said to you, it, it brings in like an urban... Well, even the first movie was an urban yeah, totally. type movie. You know, he's he's like, you know, running around the streets, fighting in the, you know, training in the meat factory and all that stuff. But this, it's got more of an edge to it. There's a bit, you know, like his girlfriend's like a musician, and like it's just feels, you know, like today, um, but still feels like Rocky. They don't go overboard with the Rocky theme playing in the background all the time. It's subtle. It's changed slightly. It's more. Hip hoppy, if to say, if <laughs> which I, could be a bad thing, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. No, I, at first when the movie started and the uh, there's a scene at the beginning where he's a kid, Creed's a kid, and then the credits come on and it started playing hip hop music, and I'm not a hip hop fan at all. I thought, oh, this is going to be like super hip hoppy type. Um, I don't know, eight mile type underdog story, you know, like really like full of hip-hop and stuff like that which I hate <laughs> but uh and it does use hip-hop as the musical theme in, in it a lot but uh 
they don't go overboard. It's like, I was thinking, oh no, they're going to go overboard with the Rocky theme too, aren't they? There's going to be a moment where Creed stands up and it's da 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 but it, I was wanting that. It's there, but it's not in your face. Like It's not like, the Rocky movies are super cheesy if you go back and watch them. They're, they're, they're very, you know, get the crowd on the feet, roaring, yeah, that kind of thing. it's rebel rousing. Whereas this is a bit more thoughtful and, like you said, yes, there are some fights in this movie. But I found I was enjoying more the character moments between Rocky and um, Adonis, Creed. Um, those were my; those were the moments that I thought were the what made this movie a good movie. Absolutely. Uh, yes, it's got some cool fights in it, but I don't think they you know they're exciting as they're happening. But it's the act. Stallone actually does a really good job. This, you know, he was up for an Oscar for this. He was movie. really good. Yeah, he's underrated. I know he was nominated and everything, but he's underrated as in that the way that he. And it's not that he's being Rocky. You've seen him in real life. He's not like, and he's semi. He's not really that tough. We saw guy. him actually on Jonathan yeah. Ross a couple of weeks ago, and he's not exactly like. It's like, like he really Rocky. wants to feed into what they're saying to each other. And, I mean, that's what an actor's supposed to do. But people underrate him, I think, for his tuning in. And he really was. I felt like they were And really the thing that him. happens to him in this movie, I won't spoil that either. But something, <laughs> something goes people on with People don't know Rocky. by now. Something goes on with Rocky. It's probably in the trailer. I think it is in the trailer. Yep. Um, but once that, when that happens, um, I, Stallone, did, he did a really good performance. Yep. Like, during that stage of this movie I, I, uh, I was really impressed with I it I said um, we are really it's historical for our generation we were born in the late 60s right now before that movies have been going for about 60 years mm-hmm. approximately early, ni- early 20th century so the people who were in movies in the teens and in the 20s and in the 30s 40s and 50s their careers didn't go from being a 20-something to an 80-something. Most people didn't. Now, some, you could argue there are a few, but most didn't. And that's why we've got some of those storylines from the 50s and 60s of old movie stars who faded away. Nobody knows they exist anymore because once they hit their 30s or so, they kind Don't of... Don't want them anymore. But our generation, we've been watching people who... Now, he wasn't a young, young man when he did Rocky originally, I don't think. Well, we saw clips from him right. today. I mean, 20-something. I mean, like maybe 25, 30. Right. He wasn't like 15 yeah. years old or anything. But we've seen him go from that, aging all through his career, and now getting to the age and working pretty much throughout. Now, we don't see a movie from him every year, but Robert De Niro. We've seen him from the time he was a young guy. Yeah. God, you know, Godfather and Raging Bull. And we're watching him age right before our eyes. And I find that kind of like... And we've watched Rocky, the character of Rocky, who now we kind of think of as a real person. Not just the world, the whole does. world. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it shows you in the we've seen, we There's feel a statue like of Rocky. We've seen this person's, yeah, this person's life play out in front of us, not as a symbol of a life, but as a real breathing person. And so to watch the guy himself, Stallone, I just feel like we're in a unique slot here because in another 20 years, it will not be uncommon. It'll be just a normal thing. Right. for like Because our generations is going to see Brad Pitt get old and we're going to see Angelina Jolie get old. They're not just going to disappear. And I think that that is, I don't know, it's kind of cathartic because they don't just... Poof, they're gone one day, you know, where they just 
And the false awakens. You hear about them when they're 80 and they're dead. And you're like, oh, I haven't seen that guy for 40 years. They definitely have parallels together, the force awakens and this, because they... They know they've got. They have this fan base. Both of these movies, Rocky and <laughs> Star Wars. You're not going to spoil anything, are you? No, they okay. they they have the um they have a fan base, and um, that fan base wants to see more of that thing because they just do. We do, don't we? We're yep. like, yeah, we want to see more Star Wars. We want to see more Rocky. If it's made well, somebody's going to bitch if it's different, and somebody's going to bitch if it's the same. Right. But let's be honest, we like it to be the same. Yeah. So when the Force Awakens came out, you know, people were nervous. So you know, they've what what they're going to do with Star Wars? What they're going to do with Star Wars? Fortunately, they did. I think exactly what, as a Star Wars fan, what I exactly what I wanted to see. It was new, but it felt familiar, and that's what Creed does. It's just it's that it's like, oh yeah, those Rocky movies I grew up with. They're good, aren't they? They're fun, like, to watch. It is a fun thing. And now, I feel like the story... This is brought up to date. I think the actual acting and the script... and You know, Hollywood's come a long way in writing movies and stuff, I, I think. Not always. It's but, still the same, though. But there's, it, mo- there's here, a... Here's one trick that I thought this movie did really well. This kid... The Creed's, Creed's son. He's not a poor kid from the neighborhood or anything no. like that. He's very rich. He can absolutely be... He could be nothing. He could be absolutely nothing if he wanted to be nothing. He lives in a mansion. So, you you know, the first impression is, oh, my God, I'm never going to care about this guy. What, what the hell? He can be anything. He doesn't need to get the shit knocked out of him, and it's so obnoxious. However, what they do is... And I don't... I'm not a son of a father, so I don't have father-son issues or a dead father issue my father's alive my parents are alive so i don't have any angst in any direction that way right some distance of a father-daughter relationship so i can tap into that thing just enough to where i get what he's his thing is like i need to be my own person i need to like prove something to the world and blah 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 and i lost that thing of oh he's just a rich kid yeah he's been privileged most not his early years, obviously, from you know, from what we see, but they did a good job of turning me around on that too. And that could be that was a delicate thing, I thought, because in the beginning, I was totally convinced I'm going to be like this rich punk is going to get the snot knocked out of him, and that'll be fine. But then I got turned around. Yeah, it's, it's actually a good story. It's nothing surprising. There's nothing really surprising. I didn't think no. Um, but because the script is. The script feels really um, kind of real, like it's it's like real conversations between people. It's yeah. There's a lot of quiet moments, like where he's with his girlfriend or where he's talking to Rocky. Just they give people a chance to just look at each other with that look and yeah. not being forced to say something. So it takes time to. It's not trying to be boombastic all the time, like oh, here's a, here's a montage. You know, let's get to boxing. Let's have seven boxing matches. You know, if you go and watch, go back and watch the other Rocky films. The first Rocky film really only has one fight in it, mm-hmm. but then they up they up it every time, trying to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And by the time we get to the fourth one, there's several fights. You know, it's like, ooh, we gotta have more fights because last time we only had three fights. Now we need four fights. This strips all that back. You know, it's there's four. There are, but they're not exactly the. There's one in Me- the Mexican one. It like literally lasts a minute, if that. It's the, none of the the end fight in this movie actually is probably what ten minutes. 
It's not. It's not the majority of the movie. No, the majority of the not. movie are the actual relationships and interpersonal moments, which I found good, and I'd like it to stay that way. Like you know, uh, they're probably going to make more of this movie. In fact, they. I think they've already talked about the second one. Um, I think it's a good idea to make more of this movie because it's not. Like you said, it's not a story. You can keep telling this story, and if you do it right. And it's, you know, not Rocky Balboa, which was that really bad one. Was it um, bad? I thought people liked it. No, they liked... They didn't like Rocky Balboa that much. It was, uh... Was it Rambo that people said was good? Didn't Rambo come back as well? Rambo came back and that was beloved, yeah. that The the one with a like, super violent one where people's heads are blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, that one was... That one people actually really liked. I have yet to see that and I feel like I should see it. <laughs> Peer pressure? I like Rambo, another Stallone franchise, the original Rambo. I think it's a really good movie, the first one. I, I really like that, but then it goes silly. <laughs> it really goes silly. The well, second yeah. and third one are just, like, bizarre. Well, yeah. Like, it's like one guy taking on a whole country. It's like, what? what? But apparently that fourth Rambo movie that they made, which wasn't... Wasn't that long ago. Five years ago, maybe? Again, they stripped it all back. It's hard and to imagine that, to... seeing him... Rambling it up. Yeah, and imagine him being, like, <laughs> virile enough <laughs> to be Rambo again, like, five years ago. I mean, ago. He's, he's pretty, uh, he's still pretty pumped now, isn't he, though? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he looks older, but he's... He reminds me of my Uncle Wilbur. He doesn't seem that pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> my Uncle Wilbur's 93. <laughs> so let's move on to the cast here. Um, the new star of this movie, really. I mean, Rocky's, like, in it, but... The, Do you mean Sylvester Stallone is in it? Yeah, but Adonis Johnson, who's Creed's son. Um, Michael B. Jordan, he's the new, you know, contender. Totally deserved his nomination. He's excellent, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I really thought he was excellent the entire time. At first I was like, okay, I don't know. Is he going to be, is it? Is this going to be, like you said? Generic. Rich, rich boy. Yep. Pain in the ass. How am I ever going to get behind him? Is it, you know, but... Almost immediately, I was like, okay, yeah, even though he is rich and um, privileged and whatever. He had a hard enough time, and that's explained well enough With the to intimacy. understand that that doesn't just go away in a person because at the age of however old he was, 12 years old, 13, you don't just, oh, okay, I've had a hard 12 years, and now I'm fine because I have a lot of money. And right. Like you, they tell you that well enough to make that stick in your brain, to me anyway. Yeah, I think he gave an excellent performance, and... Like Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw this year, he got himself into like extreme shape, and um, you know the boxing scenes see, you know the boxing scenes seem legitimate because he looks like a boxer, like he actually looks yeah. like a boxer. I mean, because sometimes you and he's fighting against actual boxers in real life, yeah, not all actors. Now that's the, that's the thing about this movie. Um, I know we're on the cast, but just going into the actual film. The bad guy in this movie, who they, who they portray, is he's from Liverpool, England. He's this um, uh, pretty Ricky Conlon. I didn't feel like he was... You know, Rocky movies have memorable bad guys, generally. And I thought he... Yes, he's a real boxer, and it really makes sense, and I feel like he's a real boxer when he's in the ring and stuff. Definitely. But I don't feel like he was that memorable. He was just like a, a dude who's... Okay, it might not be memorable to you and I. 
But we are from the generation of Dolph Lundgren yeah. and Mr. T. Yeah. We're not from the generation of like, what would be less sensationalized, but more tough motherfuckers. You know yeah, I mean, I mean, he was but. he was arrogant and aggressive, like, but that and he was fits more of a modern take on the bad guy. And that, maybe I'm just I just want like the cheesy Mr. T or something, <laughs> you know? Because it's really cheesy. Yeah, but isn't if it? he had been, it would have been shitty. Yeah, I guess. You don't want the spectacle. So there was one thing where I was just like, okay, is this guy from Liverpool and he's kind of arrogant and he's not very memorable. Like, I don't feel like I'll even remember his face like in a, in a few weeks. And I like, disagree because I thought he was really good. He was menacing enough, but also someone you could almost sympathize with because we get a tiny bit of a hint, like I said, of his his motivation isn't just beat the creed It's or beat the creed's kid. It's bigger than that and I felt like they carried that off maybe not because of him necessarily but the whole story you've also got the subplot in this movie of the trainer of the gym with his son mm-hmm. um, another real boxer yeah which I, I like that I, I, I was hoping that he would be the ultimate thing but I guess he wasn't big enough like like they had to they, they kind of uh, tell you very early on oh there's this guy in Liverpool who's this world champion guy yep. Who's like a bit of a pain in the ass, like, and he's he's a bad guy. They kind of let let you know very early on that 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 is happening out there. So I guess the you know that and was making a, him British gives you a good reason to have the shorts near the end because that kind of American makes more shorts. sense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I appreciate the final. I don't know where they filmed it, but it, it, in the movie, it's supposed to be in Liverpool, England, uh, and there's lots of you know football flight and. It sounds like an English crowd because they're like singing football songs. I noticed. I was like, why are they singing football songs? Well, I guess they would. They're from Liverpool. Like, they live and breathe football. So, even if they're at a boxing match, they're probably going to sing at each other. So, um, secondly, Sylvester Stallone, we don't really have to say much about him. He plays Rocky Balboa. He was nominated for the Oscar, didn't win it. Uh, talking about the Oscars this week, Mark Rylance actually won that um, supporting actor role uh, for Bridge of Spies, which I think was fair too. I've heard people saying this week that Stallone was robbed because this Matt Rylance guy wasn't in this movie even that much, in Bridge of Spies very much, and the performance was kind of robotic and empty, but that's kind of what he was, that guy. Yeah. He was a robotic and empty kind of guy. He had no... The, the, if the, DiCaprio can win, Sylvester Stallone will win eventually. Yeah, he might get like the... Uh, Sylvester Stallone's given so much to cinema, if you think about it. There's a lot of movies... That he has been involved uh, in. I don't know if I would say it that way. <laughs> People who say that's not really to cinema. Demolition Man. That is to <laughs> the Hollywood machine he's given to, but... He made Demolition he, Man. Yeah, he did. So your statement is Judge pretty Dredd. much null and void as soon as you say it. <laughs> you are not making your case. No, uh, you know, Rambo, come on. It's our childhood. That's not to cinema. That's not a gift to cinema. That's a storytelling. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, Sylvester Stallone did an excellent job in this. I think he played Rocky the best he's ever played Rocky for me, even in the original movie that I assumed he won an Oscar for, but he didn't. No, he did no. not. Well, for writing, I think. I always thought he did, but he never did. So, uh, thirdly, I've got down Tessa Thompson. She plays Bianca, who's the girlfriend of um, Adonis Creed. What did you think of her? I liked her. I thought she was... Right, she wasn't, like, pretentious... No, and it made sense, didn't it? woman, yeah. I was like, at first when uh, I'm like, oh, she's a singer, and then I'm like, oh, no, this is just going to be some hokey 
sing, you know, like she's this famous singer and he's falling in love with her. I was like, no, it's going to be that. No, but it isn't actually that. It's more down to earth than that. I could imagine it. Yeah, I liked her. I could imagine it, like I said to you, in a sequel or whatever, or further down the road, you know, when they, she becomes the big megastar, like a Mariah Carey or something, and he is this big famous boxer, and there's like Have trouble. Have you written these movies for them already? And there's trouble at the mill. They're both arguing with each other or something, and that, that's his downfall, you know, because the woman's always Oh, the, the woman's downfall. always the downfall. Yeah. So, um, and lastly, I put down... Um, Felicia Rashad, who plays Mary Ann Creed. Felicia Rashad. Yeah. Her name. Felicia no, Rashad. No, Felicia Rashad. All right. And she's from The Cosby Show. Correct. Um, and other things. But she's barely in this movie. It's not like... Yeah, but a- she's good. She makes me understand the woman whose husband cheated on her, but then she decided after he's gone later to find his illegitimate son and take care of him. And I, th- I think that she comes across as that. She's tough. But she gets it. Like, there is something here that needs to... She loved her husband enough to want his son, who's his only legacy, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember if they had children. They said in that little clip, he's the youngest illegitimate son of Creed. It was like, how many others are there? Like, jeez. So, I thought she did a good job of portraying what she needed to portray. I feel like she might have a bigger part in future movies if they come about, you know? Like, she might figure into them more. Um, so this like is, she might die. <laughs> probably. People do die in Rocky movies, don't they? So this is um, directed by Ryan Coogler, who directed Fruitvale Fruit Station, which I have not seen, but it, it was actually Oscar-nominated a couple of years back. Um, what do you think of this guy? That was directed masterfully. Otherwise, I wouldn't have liked it, because it's not that kind of movie that if you don't direct it well... It's going to come off really robotic and really too stylized or too in your face or like a Rocky 3 or 4 where yeah. it's just like dun 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 Rocket! Like I said, it's, so, it's... It's not like... It's very quiet sometimes and very pulled back and he gives people... This, does, this sounds really weird, but he gives them seconds, multiple seconds of time sometimes to just be sitting there and that takes I think a lot of restraint and a lot of confidence because it's very easy to chop off those last few seconds of a person taking a deep breath and just sitting there or like he sits against that wall at that one point just sits there and you know lingers long enough for you to get like in the mind of the person and not just like oh he's sitting there he's up he's sitting and I think for a young guy to have that kind of yeah, holding I... back and also taking on a Rocky movie as we've described it, and not being big and bombastic about it, I think it's pretty good. In the um, extras, this director um, Ryan Coogler, uh, I w- at first I was like, you know, what's this director's motivation to do a Rocky movie, and is it like just you know I'm going to make this big movie? But then he talked about like how he watched Rocky with his father, yeah. like the original movies, and he just always thought to himself, you know, sometimes another generation comes along and they don't go back and watch an older, older movies. They But if you present them with a new telling of an old... Then they might go back and experience like what I experienced as a kid. Story. So I appreciated that because that's like, you know, you hope... Hopefully he makes this movie and then people watch it and think that's awesome and then, re- then they know, oh, 
there's actually five, uh, seven, six more of these movies. I can go back and experience them and maybe... You can experience and go, damn, Sly got old. Yeah, damn, Sly's really young in that first one. But, um, yeah, I thought he did a good job of directing it. And when you watch the extras, you'll see, like, he's really in people's... He's looking at his little monitor. He's, like, right in there. He's definitely uh, a good choice for this. So the extras are really good on this Blu-ray, I thought. There's 30 minutes of deleted scenes. I actually, when we got in, you play them and they just play one after the other. I actually had settled in again as if I'm just watching the movie still. I mean, yeah. it was enough. It was substantial. It made sense. It added a bit more to the whole, the parallel between Creed's wife having lived all these years, like having a thing about Rocky, yep. you know, like a problem. They didn't ever speak again or whatever, but that they were both actually living parallel as in... He was still on their minds, and he was still part of their everyday, you know, their history, and that was a little tapped into there. And the relationship between the young Creed and his new woman, you know, just enough to make it more substantial. If um, any movie... It would have been really long, though, if they left that. Well, I was going to say, if any movie would have a director's cut, which they missed out a little bit, I thought, because these scenes, all of these scenes, they were all finished. None none of them were rough cuts or anything. If you, you could edit these back into this movie to make a fuller... You know, it's enough extra information to where it changes things for you as a viewer, you know? Um, So I would have loved to see them, like, two versions of the movie, the one with the scenes in and the one without the scenes. Um, But, yeah, it's 30 whole minutes of deleted scenes. So if you were a fan of this movie and you went to the cinema to see it, there's a bunch of stuff you haven't seen yet. You know, there's a trip to... uh, Rocky Balboa takes a trip to his wife's grave in the uh, deleted scenes, which... He was he did that in the movie. He, he went to Paulie's grave no, in the movie. No, they were both there. Both there, yeah. But, I mean, he's... And he sat and read the newspaper to him. Yeah, he did. But what I'm saying, he, he addresses his wife in the deleted scenes. Whereas in the movie itself, he talks to Paulie. No, he's talking to both of them. Well, he says the word Paulie, doesn't he? I know, he's talking to him. They're, but he actually says the name, Adrian. He doesn't say Adrian in the in the movie. There's an spoiler. He has a restaurant called Adrian's. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> just like in EastEnders, there's Kathy's restaurant. If you watch that, it's the same same scenario. It's just a bit more upscale. But um, yeah, the deleted scenes are really good. There's also a making of um, not a documentary. It's called um, Know the Past, Own the Future. It's about twenty minutes long. It's pretty good on the set. It's Lots kind of, of like, let's justify why we're making another Rocky movie. Yeah. So there is that. It's about 20 minutes long. It's pretty good. It's not like your average... It's not like showing the trailer and just showing a couple of interviews over it. It's a proper thing. And then there's one called Becoming Adonis, which shows you how Michael B. Jordan got into shape to become this guy. Uh, and it has a lot of interviews with, like, real fighters and real MMA people. There's all kinds of different people in there. So... um in terms of extras, I think just for the deleted scenes, it's worth watching. Because Definitely. They're, they're actually, they're actually, and that's rare, because sometimes deleted scenes... Yeah, I'm sometimes like, it's oh. like, oh, God, I can understand why these are deleted. And that's the thing, when I watched this, I was like, no, I can't understand why they were deleted. Yes, you've probably got to get the time down a bit, because it's two hours and ten minutes. But it also would have worked with them in. I don't think... I mean, people have got no patience these days, but... It's still a pretty long movie. Yeah, it was two hours and ten minutes, but if you put them back in, it's two hours and forty minutes. I can sit for a two hours and forty minute Rocky movie, no problem, you know. So, uh, in conclusion, I really, really like this movie. I'm surprised because after watching the last one, that Rocky Balboa movie, 
And I was like, ah, I think we've seen enough Rocky now. That That's how I felt at the end of that. I don't really want to see more Rocky. I thought you said you didn't see that one. No, I did see it on HBO one night. Um, I've seen them all. But um, I remember watching it and going, uh, okay, I think Rocky's at its day. <laughs> now with this, I want to see more of this. So that actually succeeded in its, um, what it did, you know? It... I hate to say reboot, because it isn't No, a I hate for you to say it too, because I fucking despise um, that word. But it re... Like Star Wars The Force Awakens, it reinvigorated it again. It makes you want to go and see the next one. Definitely. Like, you come out of The Force Awakens, I say it's got a lot of parallels to The Force Awakens. But that's because of Michael B. Jordan, yeah. I think. Well, yeah. and I mean, Sylvester Stallone. He holds it together. I would yeah. go and see it if it's just him carrying on with this story. Yeah, and I personally would too. I, I would think, you know... Let's say Rocky's not in the next one. Let's say Sylvester Stallone doesn't want to be in it. He could definitely carry it on his own. Um, obviously not. He can't carry it on his own. He has to have a trainer or somebody. So, But he um, he's definitely enough of a personality and a charisma about him that I want to watch him. So, um, yeah, great movie, I thought. And um, I don't know about like people saying Stallone should have got the Oscar. I don't know. I thought Mark Rylance was really excellent also, but... I was surprised, but not because of the competition between the two, not because of between the two of them, but just a similar thing of like, I get it, but that guy's performance didn't carry that movie through as much as Sylvester Stallone's performance bolstered up this movie. Yeah, totally. So there's the, to me, when you break it all apart and kind of analyze it in a clinical way. If you had changed that guy's performance or put in a different person, the movie would have remained the same primarily. But this one wouldn't. And if Sylvester Stallone hadn't been able to be good, <laughs> like, you know, in those moments of like, oh, he's pretty good here, that movie wouldn't have succeeded as much. So I can see why people would think that. Yeah, but um, as a non-boxing fan even, I would recommend Creed. It's a really good Character drama. Obviously, if you've seen the other Rocky movies, you'll appreciate it even more. Not necessarily, but yeah, I think so because I think just the just the way they did the what do you call it the memory like uh, the what do you call that what they do in these kind of movies where you, where you kind of go like you know paying homage all the time to the old yeah it's like in start you know when you hear the theme and the lightsaber it's like oh you know like it just takes you, you back the theme and the lightsaber <laughs> yeah when the lightsaber comes out right you know rocky never had a lightsaber no in the force awakens it's the same thing the force awakens and creed are very very it's the right way to make more of something and it be interesting so uh yeah recommended Thanks to Warner for the Blu-ray. If you want to enter a contest, we've got a big contest going on at the moment. If you want to yeah. win some Angry Birds merchandise, there's three new Angry Birds uh, TV shows on Blu-ray. No, actually on DVD. And we have some prize packs to give away. Go to ascoli.com and uh, look at the contest section. and you Prize can packs include some plushies, a backpack, and DVDs. Yeah, three uh, DVDs three plushies and a backpack in each and we've got three of those to give away so it's quite a big price so um yeah go and enter at ascully.com you can movie recommendations no next week's movie will be in the heart of the sea which is uh, ron howard's movie about moby dick which is very different to it's Creed. A sausage fest i believe 
Then no, it's all men. whale. It's got a whale. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be testosterone. Or a mammal fest. So movie recommendations are, for me, I'm going with the Rocky series in general. Uh, you can buy them really cheap now. Um, there's a set called the Rockus, the Rockus, <laughs> the Rocky Legacy Collection. And it has all the Rocky movies so far. Not this one. All the other six. On Blu-ray. And it's $20. So if that's not a bargain, you know. Um, yeah, so you can pick that up for about 20 bucks uh, and see all six of them. And then watch this one. And you'll that will be boxing overload. So I recommend that. And I also recommend Southpaw, which we saw recently. It was last year's other boxing movie. There was two boxing movies. And uh, that one's with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's very different than this one. That one's a bit more... I think, like, the fighting in this one is like a Rocky fight. Whereas the fighting in Southpaw is like a real fight. It's like you're watching HBO, but Jake Gyllenhaal's a boxer. Yeah. So it, it takes a different approach. It's this more realistic feel, whereas this is the movie boxing, Creed. So it's good to see how two different things handle a boxing movie. The story is very similar. Yeah, the story is always the same. But the boxing itself looks different. It looks very different. Like, it really is in Southpaw, like you're watching HBO. And you're just watching the pay-per-view and there's a fight. But there's happens to be famous actors fighting each other. So, uh, yeah, Southpaw and Rocky. And mine are, in line with the 2016 rule for my recommendations, which is to go through the list of all the movies I've ever seen, to the best of my ability... I am now into the letter phase. We started with all the numbers for the last few weeks. So we're past all the, you know, twos and the numbers. Yes. You know what numbers are. Uh, and now we're into the A's, which, unfortunately for uh, spreadsheet, it still puts all the ones that have the A yeah. in the beginning. So that's fine, because we're going to do a bug's life. So when you get to the, it's just going <laughs> to yeah, go on forever. Yeah. I'm going to get rid of the thes, <laughs> I think, unless it's important. But, um... So we're going to start with A Bug's Life. Yeah. No, no, sorry. A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. A Bug's Life. Ron Howard, A Beautiful Mind. And A Charlie Brown Christmas slash Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. That No, that's not, doesn't seem like a movie to anyone, but it actually not me. is like a feature kind of a thing. Um, Bug's Life, fantastic. One of my, I think that's still my favorite Pixar movie. I do too. It is the best. And because uh, it's just so, I don't know, sweet and funny and, you know, just like they are. A Beautiful Mind, also Ron Howard, amazing. Russell Crowe, mentalist, <laughs> a little bit. And uh, Charlie Brown. I mean, you can't go wrong with the Charlie Browns special. So those are my recommendations. Nothing to do with Creed whatsoever. So games and Ace Scully stuff, before I mention my games I've been playing, is uh wanted to mention, we watched the Oscars uh, live on Sunday. And uh, how did you feel about the Oscars, this ceremony in general this year? I enjoyed it. What about the winners and the losers and the... Did you think it was right? What? I'm indifferent. I don't care, really, who wins and who loses. I am um, quite... I thought they were pretty much what Leonardo DiCaprio got his Oscar, finally. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, the Revenant's actually... You know when I said, well, we've not seen The Revenant yet. The Revenant's actually been announced. It comes out at the end of April. 
Don't know why they were holding back on that one, but we'll eventually get to see it. They're holding back so they can put a sticker on it that says it won this many again. Yeah, but awards. everything else came out just on time, you know, but they're Revenant. They held it back. Uh, best picture was Spotlight, which we reviewed last week, which was great timing for us. We just reviewed it. Actually, the Oscars ended and then I published it. So, And I don't know that it, to me, of the ones we've seen, but then this year I'm I'm losing my... I'm getting to where I don't actually care who rises to the top I of think that I, whole thing because it's a game to the Hollywood and people the good the good stuff does rise to the top. I'm not arguing that, but just because a movie like Spotlight wins Best Picture doesn't make it the best movie of the year. If someone else decides it is, that doesn't decide it for me. So we've had this discussion, or I've been mostly discussing it. I don't think, no matter what you say. <laughs> that Mad Max fits in the best oh, picture Oh, Mad category. Max won six Academy it Awards. Did, but it didn't win best picture. So, and it wasn't in that category to me. But I didn't care if it won. It wasn't like I'd be like, oh, I've been robbed. <laughs> yes, shouldn't have won ever because other movies have won in the past that also were like, what? But I'm getting to an age where I don't care anymore. I just, I enjoy movies and I enjoy seeing that if this is still important to the people involved... I enjoy again the spectacle of the whole thing, and I did appreciate Chris's rock, Chris Rock's, uh, the way he handled it all, and it was enjoyable. I like people having their social messages. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Art is about expressing ideas and telling stories, and if the people who make our art have to be a bunch of robotic rich people sitting quietly thanking God and their producer and HBO and the Academy and then walking off the stage. Who gives a shit, right? It's a little boring. But if somebody gets up and says, thank you, blah, 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 and I'm into global warming or I'm into, you know, I want to be a victim's advocate or this thing is wrong or whatever, I'm totally down with that because I'm fine with that because that's what art is about. We can't turn those people into automatons. Some of them are already and they're just doing it for the money or it's a big industry, you get rich and all that. But if you have something to say and you can use that platform in 10 seconds, I say go for it. I say every person should be required to have a bar. Like they, they're like, okay, if you're nominated this year and if you win, What's your cause? Yeah, We're going to yeah. devote 10 seconds no, to say whatever you want to say. Uh, so I thing, have no problem with The that. thing I really disliked about this Oscar ceremony um, was um, they yes. shortened the length of the speeches. And they put this ticker tape along the bottom that they previous... Basically, they'd asked everybody who was nominated, yeah. who would you thank? And they'd made a, a feed that goes along the bottom... Yeah, like you're watching a Thanks storm to, a storm thing of school closing. That's go, how I think exactly. of it. <laughs> it's going, it's going um, really fast. It's kind of small print. It's kind of hard to read. It's, um, it's like the senior center's exercise class will be canceled for tomorrow due to snow. Like and then they did this, like, pop, these pop-up things where it's like, you know, this person is this person and that person. I, I could do without all that. I, where it says, like, so-and-so is nominated for this many Academy yeah. Awards. Now, when that person has Academy Award connections i don't have a problem with that where it says previously leonardo DiCaprio has been nominated or whatever three times but when the thing says <laughs> this person starred with so-and-so in ted yeah it's like what? and it's like completely disconnected yeah. it's like what um so yeah i could do without all that i think that was a step backwards in terms of the way that i don't think well, it'll be there next year no i don't either and i think uh playing everybody off with rise of the valkyries was just uh, like rude rude I love that the director guy was like, fuck you people, I'm going to keep talking. And it's like, um, 
They play in Rise of the Valkyrie. Well, this is basically what happens if you didn't see the Oscars. You win an Oscar. So I am... Let's not say Leonardo DiCaprio because he kind of got away with it somehow. He, he, he spoke a little bit longer than everybody else. Um, so somebody comes up and they've won and they start to talk and about 20 seconds later this music starts and it's flight, Rise of the Valkyries from, Real quiet. from the movie Apocalypse Now. It starts quietly. Like it's right? going to build to shut you up. Yeah. And it is the most aggressive piece of music. It's Wagner. 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 Uh, it's a really aggressive piece of music. If you've seen the movie Apocalypse Now, it's when the the helicopters are just like wasting everything. Um, yeah. So that is happening, and it's getting louder and louder. And there, are, all these people are trying to just finish off what they're saying, and most of them don't get a chance. Mark yeah. Rylance, who won the Best Supporting Actor, he he just got cut off. Basically, he was saying some. And stuff. here's what I think. Okay, if I'm in an industry of any of any kind. And I've risen to a point where I'm getting an award or I'm getting some sort of acknowledgement. Okay, let's go for this one. It's the movie industry. I'm an actor who's been nominated for Academy Award in a movie that's gotten a lot of attention. It's high quality. We're all proud of it. Raw, raw, raw. Patting ourselves on the back. And I'm risen to a point where this could be the only time in my entire career that I've been in a movie that's highlighted I've done something right. And maybe the only time I'm ever acknowledged. Yep. My first time to the Academy Awards. I've been in the business for one year or I've been in the business for 50 years. And now I have tonight. I'm all dressed up. My kids are watching or my mom is watching and blah, blah, blah. And I get up there and they want to treat me like a piece of shit. Like I'm nothing. Like I'm just a cog in the machine. I am. I get it. But also I'm an individual human being who this is going to be a big deal. It's like having kids playing a sport, and when somebody wins, they don't tell them the score. And everybody just goes, okay, everybody get out of the gym. we got to sweep the floor. We don't care who wins. Yeah, 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 whatever. You might have got the most points, but get out, because you're not what matters. But in fact, they are what matters. So I find it really rude. And I don't want it to go on for five hours, but I think people understand now. Four hours is fine. Well, what did it go on? Three hours. But you also have to remember those people have already been there for two or three hours. Mm. So you have to keep in mind that there are people who get all dressed up. They show up at that place three in the afternoon. And then they're there until like nine or ten at night. So it's a long day for them as well. But so what? They're a bunch of rich people. So they're fine. And and you saw... Yeah, they're a bunch of rich people. They get a gift bag that's worth $20,000 every... You know, that's how much the one was worth this year. And they get good food and it's a big deal. And, you know, I'm not saying it's like, you know... It'd be a long day. It's not a chore. But for some of them, it might feel like it. Yeah, in this this year's gift bag. It isn't actually in the bag because it wouldn't fit. But in this year's gift bag for all the nominees was an electric smart car. That's a pretty, pretty nice gift bag, right? <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that's pretty nice. Um, Tesla put a car in the gift bag. Wow. Yes. And I was like, that, that was just, ju- they said it was just for the nominees. But still, that's a lot of cars. You know? So I was like... It's a few hundred. Yeah. So I'm like, no, that is not really a hard time. You should have to sit there for 10 hours because <laughs> you're getting a free car. <laughs> uh, and you're in a tuxedo that costs $3,000. So yeah, I, I'm thinking anything. Yeah, Chris Rock was was okay. I thought um, I liked a bit with the Girl Scout cookies. Thought that was funny. Um, I thought it was funny when he went and interviewed the black people in front of the uh, in front of the cinema, and kind of you know there's a lot of lot of acknowledging the situation. I liked Ali G turned up. 
Um, I love Ali G, so it was fun fun to see Ali G back on the uh, stage there. And uh, who else? Oh, Lady Gaga's performance very was good. very um, emotional. I could tell that, you know, it meant something a lot to those people. And our vice president showed up, and the first person to stand with some indignation of everyone else not standing was Lou Gossett Jr., saying, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, this is our vice president, people. And then everybody they, stood yeah, up. Yeah, nobody was going to stand <laughs> no. up if he didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the Oscars for this year. I um yeah, I was quite I was quite happy with the whole thing. I enjoyed it start to finish. I enjoyed and, it. Yeah, we watched the whole thing. So, um, yeah, I don't think we missed one second of it. And we even sat through commercials. Yep. In the did. past, we've done the whole other way of doing it. Yeah. And this time, we actually watched the commercials. I think it's kind of better that way because it's very easy to uh, for everybody to tell you. Or just to go on Facebook and go, oh, crap. All that stuff won. And, you know. So, uh, games I've been playing this week is just one, and it was Bus Simulator 2016. <laughs> the most boring game in the world, probably, to most people. It's a simulator. I love that you love playing those games. It's hilarious. I love Truck Simulator, American Truck Simulator, European Truck Simulator. This is another in... Uh, it's not by the same people, but it's a simulator game of driving a bus in a city, picking up passengers, taking the money, giving them tickets... It's not like crazy taxi bus driving. This is like bus no, driving. No, this is a simulation. If it takes you 10 minutes to get across town in yeah. real life, it takes you 10 minutes. Yeah. And you have people going, oh, honey, no, no, I don't have the change. And someone got stuck in your door. And A man threw up in the bus. <laughs> you have to throw drunks off the bus. If you do the late night bus route, there's lots of drunks get on. you got to like judge which ones are going to be all right, which ones are not. There's... Um, Sometimes a guy with a wheelchair needs to get on the bus and you have to get off the bus and bring out the ramp, let him get on, put the ramp away. There's a lot of detailed stuff going on. Sometimes the the people say they're too hot, you have to change the air conditioning. People. Yeah. It's really, really... I like it, but it's super... I told you, it's super janky. It's like it was made by somebody who doesn't really know... Do you think there are any bus drivers who go home and play that game? No. <laughs> <laughs> But it's called Bus Simulator 2016. It's on Steam. You can pick it up. Uh, and finally, this is not game related, but it is Blu-ray related. Star Wars The Force Awakens Blu-ray has been given a release date. And that will be April the 5th um, on Blu-ray. There's different, um, annoyingly, there's three different exclusives. One's from Walmart, one's from Best Buy, and one's from Target. They're all different packaging. And the one at Target has got an extra Blu-ray disc in it with a, a bunch more special features that the other ones don't have. So, in you know, looking at them, the Target one is the one to get. Uh, Unless you don't care about extras. Yeah, but if you're looking for the special features, the most special features are on the Target version. The Walmart one has got BB-8 packaging. The uh, Target one is, is a... Uh, a just normal packaging and the Best Buy one is a Steelbook packaging but that one's like $40 which is like insane um, it's also out on digital HD on April the 1st so you can pick it up digitally slightly earlier than the Blu-ray this is going to sell a lot of copies I believe this Blu-ray yeah <laughs> um, and obviously I will be picking that one up uh, really I, and I was saying to you things have changed quite a lot you know we went to see The Force Awakens in the theatres uh in the end of December and at the beginning of April the home release comes out you know barely three months has gone by and you you know you can have it at home it's that gap is getting smaller and smaller all the time 
So, Sid Talk, what is for dinner? Tonight will be... Oh, my hand's cramping. Um, I got my veggie box from that root cellar. Which, which you've is mentioned. A natural store here in town. And so this week is sweet potatoes, mixed salads, mixed salad, and then a bag of mixed greens, which I don't know what I'll do with them, but we'll have mashed sweet potato, a mixed salad, and what you don't seem to connect with is a loose meat sandwich. Even though we don't eat meat, it's not it's not a dead animal. It is uh, a veggie meat crumble. Yes. And it's delicious. You cook it up. You kind of smash it on your bread and you put your ketchup on there. kind of falls apart a little bit, which you'll hate, but it tastes really good. And um, I think that's it. My right. advice? Your advice is, before we leave? My advice is... Um, you know, in the last, what, 10 years, we keep hearing the think outside the box, think outside the box, I've got to think outside the box. Well, guess what? Sometimes, now, we've been abandoning the inside of the box so much, we forget that sometimes the oldest, the most stable, the most logical solution to a problem is stuck right inside that box waiting for us. You could apply this to the movie Creed, because (laughs) what they did... Was look back inside the box yeah. at what made Rocky good yes. and just did that. Look inside to solve the problem. And I'm so sick of people trying to pretend that the logical solution doesn't exist. Because they want to be new and they want to be different and they want to overthink. Now, I have overthinking as part of my personality. True. But sometimes, like at my job, working in a data center, there is the most straight line to the solution. And you don't, it doesn't need to be different than it was for the last 10 years. And I'm not the kind of person that says, well, that's how we've always done it. So that's how we're going to do it. I despise that attitude. However, if that solution has been working and there's nothing else to add to it or to bring to it, and that keeps fixing the same problem or solving the same, you know, keeping that, that task going in exactly the most productive way, then by all means, crawl inside the box and close the lid and you, like use up the nutrients of that old solution because it makes sense. If it makes sense to think outside of that or around it, then at least pull a little piece of that out and take it with you. Because if something's been working, but you can make it better, just don't forget to dip back into that old, you know, if it's completely broken and everybody's like, why the hell are we doing it this way? It makes no sense. Yeah, and it's true. not. Then fine, like crush the box in the garbage compactor and get it over with. <laughs> Go compost the box in a pile outside of dirt. But I'm just sick of that phrase when it doesn't actually solve a problem. It sounds like you're a pretentious piece of crap. All right, so let me remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com and sidtalk.com. You can catch us on social networks, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we have a uh, after-the-show, um, what do you call it on Facebook? Page. Group. Page. Group. Where? Yeah, if you find that, just search after the show on Facebook and uh, you have to send me a request and then I add you to the... There's quite a few people. Every so often, a few people uh, join it. Uh, you can also... Catch this podcast on uh, the iTunes Music Store. You can catch it on uh, the Zoom. It's not the Zoom. I've still not removed the word Zoom from there. The Xbox Music Store. Hello, my name is... What's his name? Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy, and I'll read everything that's put in front of me. Uh, You can also catch this on Stitcher. And don't worry to the people who are Stitcher fans. Um, 
apparently, according to Stitcher, our last podcast was Inside Out, which, as we know, was quite a long time ago. It was at least ten podcasts ago. Stitcher have got some kind of issue where they're not reading our feed properly, uh, so I have emailed them this week, and hopefully they will fix it. They're very difficult to deal with, and they never really answer your emails until you bug them. So, um... You Damn can also, those people at, what's it called? <laughs> if you just go to the RSS feed, though, ascully.com slash podcast, you can listen to the show, listen to all of the older shows, subscribe, do whatever you want on that page. You can email me at ascully at You can enter a contest at ascully.com to win some Angry Birds stuff. And you can... Uh, don't email Sid Talk. And finally, stay classy, Mr. Sylvester Stallone. Um... Did a very good job in this movie. Absolutely. I'm going to say, think for yourself, or someone is definitely doing it for you. 